full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salveson with you here on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend. You had a chance to go down to Las Vegas to watch the Aggies. Well, yeah, you had a nice uh, ending to a crazy game. Uh, and so we'll be talking a lot about that today. And uh, if you were there, love to get your reactions in uh, how it all played out, what the crowd was like, the atmosphere, things like that. But more importantly, what happened on the field. And if you didn't go, we'd still love your opinions all the same. Uh, you can uh, chime in via the Guild Mortgage mobile app, 435-339-0321. Uh, or if you want to call in, you, know, you can, 435-752-1069. Uh, to join us here on The Fan. So certainly going to be talking a lot about what happened on Saturday with the Utah State Aggies and around the Mountain West Conference. The latest standings and uh, rankings are out for college football. Some other big games that took place over the weekend. Uh, A lot of overtime games in the NFL uh, over the weekend. And then, of course, Major League Baseball. Uh, A couple games now into it for both the American League and the National League. And so a lot on our plate to get through. And uh, part of what we'll hear, too, is uh, Blake Anderson talking about the Utah State win at UNLV over the weekend. I um, also want to throw this out there. Uh, we, we discussed this a little bit tail end of last week, but uh, certainly got a little bit of buzz over the weekend about uh, the latest RPI rankings that were out for high school football and then putting together the pairings for the playoffs. And what does that mean for Region 11, and who will they face off against uh, versus Region 10. So we've got all of that that we're going to get through. Uh, and at 4.30, actually, we've got a representative from the Utah High School Activities Association, uh, John Oglesby, who will be joining us, and he will help us explain and understand RPI and how they put the rankings together and uh, how playoffs are going and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's coming up at 4.30 because uh, – I reached out to him on, on social media on Saturday. It seemed kind of controversial to me. I, I've been defending RPI all year, and we have the one undefeated team in 4A. Any human that watches them play knows how dominant they are. But according to the RPI, Ridgeline finishes the year at number two. Oh, but so, oh no, but Eric, you said it works. You said it's I right. Know, like you, I said, it's controversial. You, you, no, no, no. You, you, it works. It's it's so great. It's a perfect system. It, no, I didn't it, say it was a perfect system. It, it gives everybody a fair shot, and it does. Oh yeah, it's such a great system, Eric. It does take into account your full season oh, rather boy, than just it, what you did it in sure region does, play. But man, you, boy, yeah, just keep fighting for it, huh? Did you not hear a word I just said? I mean, come on, Eric. You were distracted doing I don't I, know what I've over there, been so you right must not have heard what I about just said. this system this whole entire time. And when I saw your tweet, I left with joy on I just, Saturday. I, I just imagine a smile on your face. I was thrilled to see that. So John Oglesby will join us at 4.30 to help us hopefully 
understand it. Really, you know, the the more that I look at it, the more research that I do, the thing that that really hurt Ridgeline is that Woods Cross never won a game, and Bear River never won a game. They have two teams on their oppo- whose opponents' winning percentage are zero. So that really hurts. That really messes up your uh, your RPI. Yeah, I uh, explain it to. I don't know how the number one team in the state of Utah doesn't doesn't work. I don't well, get it. I just so makes no sense. There's supposed to be a modification based on if you play up or you play down, <clears throat> you play outside of your classification. But as I'm reading it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. No, because there's some that you can it can be exempt. And some can be used to help your or improve your winning percentage, while others could be hurting your winning percentage. But it, as I'm reading it, trying to make sense of it, I still don't quite fully understand it. Really? So, gal, it's just it's so good to hear you say these words because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, Audrey, you were right, and I'm sorry. Audrey, you were right, and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. No, I'm not wrong. I just need oh, clarification. Oh, give me a break. Now, oh, you need a clarification? Yes. I saw your tweet on Saturday, Eric. You need more than a clarification. Come on. The number, the number, the best team in the 4A class, outright, within any regard, Ridgeline, is number two in the RPI system. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't make sense to me and uh you know yeah, look originally just gonna use it as like if they didn't need any more motivation after losing in a in a in a championship game by shutout last year and getting embarrassed here's your motivation you're now the number two best team in four even though you're undefeated they're gonna take that they're gonna post it all over the school they're gonna post it all over their bus and they're gonna go wreck teams again i said it last friday or what? Yeah, last Friday, and I'll say it again. Ridgeline's not going to wi- uh, win a game by less than fourteen in these playoffs. <laughs> uh, nobody has kept it within twenty-one. Has anybody been closer no. than twenty-one all year? No, I think uh, what's what's their bucket? Uh, Box Elder might have been the closest. No, uh, maybe the first game was. I can't remember, but no one's gonna no one's gonna keep pace with Ridgeline this this whole entire state tournament. Nobody. So, so if you missed it, uh, Ridgeline finishes number two. They do get a first round bye. Uh, Green Canyon finishes number three. They get a first round bye. Skyview finishes number five. Logan is 7, Mountain Crest 11, and Bear River 13. So uh, so Skyview and Logan get to host. Uh, Skyview will host Hurricane, the number 12 team in 4A, and then Logan will host Cedar, the number 10 team. And uh, so we've got Bear River and Mountain Crest that are heading to Southern Utah. Everybody's moved their games up to 4 o'clock except for the Mountain Crest game at Crimson Cliffs. That game is still holding at 6 o'clock from what I understand. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Just play it at 4. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, 
<laughs> it's ridge lines to lose. It's it's really is. It's it's ridge lines to lose. Nobody else will compete at the level that Ridgeline will. So Ridgeline awaits the winner of Logan and Cedar. And Green Canyon awaits the winner of Crimson Cliffs and Mountain Crest. And so if the higher-seeded teams win out, it'll be Ridgeline versus Green Canyon for a rematch. And earlier in the year, Ridgeline took care of Green Canyon, but Green Canyon has made some changes, and they're a more competitive team now than they were. Still not as good as... Uh, look, I, I mean, maybe Green Canyon uses his bulletin board material, and that's fine, but <laughs> Green Canyon still isn't on the level that Ridgeline is. Uh, the closest opponent uh, was Bonneville. They got it within 13. Three, that eight. was game one. Oh, sorry. I missed a text here. Uh, 5452 texted in. How does running right up the gut on every second down help with a fast-paced offense? Like a wasted down every possession, it gets frustrating. We'll get to that, I promise, because um, he sort of answered that question in postgame, and so we'll, we'll get to that. And Yeah, I don't know if you'll like his answer, but that's the answer he gave. <laughs> uh, three eight eight. And, and I don't know that we can call it a fast-paced offense anymore. No. They were not running with pace no, they were, Saturday they at They were all. taking sweet time. Three eight eight six. Ask the UHSAA guy, that'd be Mr. John Oglesby, if they skew the numbers so the semifinal is north versus north and south versus south. This increases the likelihood that there is a north-south final. They did the same thing last year and just want to see if he will admit it. Yeah, if you skew the question, you might be able to get an answer out of that. Unless he's listening to the show at this very moment right now, then maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question. 3886, we will ask him. Absolutely. By all means, we will. Um, Eric, I, uh, <clears throat> I am... It's just the way the bracket's set up for the 4A bracket, it's really interesting. Um, like you said, if, if Green Canyon and Ridgeline win out, they meet up in the semifinal. Is that right, Eric? Did I have that right when you said that? Sorry. Uh, if Green Canyon and Ridgeline were to meet out or meet up or win out and meet up in the they semifinal. Would, they would meet each other in the semifinal. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And then who would be the other two teams who could meet up in the semifinal then? Well, if you just go chalk. Yeah. That's Desert what I'm saying. Hills Sorry. Dixie. So it would be a south and south and north versus north final. Okay. Yeah, so if, if Skyview wins their game and Dixie wins their game this weekend, Skyview will have to travel – to Dixie for the uh, for the quarterfinals, and if Skyview pulls off the upset, then they would have to go and face uh, Desert Hills in the semifinals, and um, it's not known if that's going to be at the U or just the finals at the U, the championship. Uh, it just says TBA on some of that, so. Sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, I, uh, I hope, I hope we get the two best teams in the final. That's all I want. Give me the two best teams in the final. With all due respect, I don't want to. St- so that would be Ridgeline and and, uh, and Desert Hills. Great. Wouldn't it? Yep. Give me the two best teams in the final. They're on opposite sides of the bracket from each other, and that would be the path. 
If Ridgeline loses, could it be one of the greatest upsets we had ever seen in at least in the in this valley of football? I'm trying to think. I mean, just well, Skyview had some undefeated years that they didn't make it to the championship game. Really? Mm-hmm. They lost in the semifinals. If Were they as dominating as this Ridgeline team is, though? They were dominant. I don't know to necessarily this level that Ridgeline's the pace that they're on right now. But I mean, they it's were incredible, dominant. man. Were they? That was the Mason Fault of years, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, he's. I mean, they were. They were on another level. Completely on another level. Uh oh, I got. Re- I have details from a secret, secret super basketball game that happened on Saturday, but I can't talk about it on air. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah, you better keep that quiet. It's supposed to stay quiet. Eric, don't ask me about the super secret scrimmage on Saturday, will you? Do not ask me. Uh, by the way, the U- Utes are on the road on November fifth, so. I guess if they wanted to play that game at Rice Eccles, the stadium should be free. And usually Rice Eccles is pretty good about letting. Them, but wait, where's five A and six A at though? That's the question, because BYU will not allow any high school games on their on their field. They never have been. I know, but I'm at one. Well, Utah's always been the so six A five A. So I mean, will they have any effect of playing where four A would play at? Or um, where did four A play last year at Rice? So there are a lot more schools in 5A, so their their playoffs kind of get extended. Their semifinals are on November 11th. Oh, we okay. And their finals are on November 19th. I forget we only have two teams in our region or two regions in our class. Whereas in 4A, the, the finals will be November 12th. Okay. Hmm. Hey, how did uh, Westside do? Oh, Westside and Preston, do we know how they're doing? Uh, checked the yeah. I think they, I think they both. I know Westside won. Oh, good. Twenty eight in a row or something like that. That's unreal. Crazy number. Jeez. Yeah. Scoreboards on Cash Valley Daily. Oh, that's where I should be looking. Yeah. My recaps. Let me pull that up. Photo for you. galleries. <laughs> Let me pull that up for you. <laughs> uh, Westside beat Aberdeen fifty three to nothing. Uh oh, sorry. Preston lost. Sorry. Pocatello won seventeen to fourteen. Five eight seven nine. CSU football open as a three and a half point favorite. You gotta be sh- crapping me. The ESPN football power index for USU's game versus CSU has dropped steadily since week one. Here's how the order's gone: forty eight percent, seventy two percent, seventy nine, seventy one, fifty nine, fifty seven, fifty six, forty nine. How do we beat Colorado State? Uh, execute your fourth down place and have a kicker kick a field goal through the post. Do that, and you're going to be just fine. Speaking of kickers, they've got one that he oh, makes dude, his field goals. They kick a lot of field mm-hmm. goals. So, okay, great. They've got a solid field goal kicker. That's nice. But that also tells you they can't punch it into the end zone. Hey, guess what, Eric? The Aggies can't punch it into the end zone. <laughs> we went under Not center. Not when they get in the red zone. We, set, we went under center. And we fumbled the snap on fourth and goal. We went underneath the center on fourth and goal and fumbled the snap, Eric. We we uh, we had a field goal kick blocked. I think we did we did we, did we miss two? Uh, one missed. No, two missed. Two and missed one was and blocked. one was blocked. Yes. We have all oh, and made all the PATs. I hope so. <laughs> Would have lost if we didn't. 
Um, yeah. Hey, can I? Well, it's four seventeen. What Oglesby's at four thirty, right? Yes. I'll wait for the question after then. Maybe I'll ask in the five o'clock hour for you. Uh, and then, oh, this week is uh, Utah State Men's Basketball Media Day. Uh, they're on Thursday, I think, at 1. No, earlier, 12. I believe. So, and it'll be Justin Bean and Ryan Odom. So, and apparently, Craig uh, Thompson, at the end of uh, the women's basketball media day, said the Mountain West is still considering expansion. Yeah, uh, he held a press conference, and I knew about it, and I just totally forgot to go. Ajay. Don't. Don't. Okay. Do your job. No, no, shut up. Shove it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he held a press conference uh, for all media and availability for questions. Sounds like he said some things that would have been nice to have some audio. And Eric was said. supposed to be there, <laughs> and he forgot to email me, so we missed it. Eric, I just need your help on that, buddy. Hmm. As my secretary, you should be scheduling things on my planner. So, yeah, we missed it, but yeah, he said some really good stuff. Wish we could have had that audio. Wish we could have asked some questions. <laughs> Speaking of college basketball, preseason rankings came out, uh, at least for the AP for college basketball. Oh. Um, Gonzaga number one, UCLA number two. Gonzaga got 55 first place votes. UCLA got eight. Wow, UCLA's that, yeah. Uh, there I can were, see why. Uh, Colorado State received 11 votes. Oh, good. San Diego State received five. BYU received three. Uh, don't really see any other team. Oh, Richmond received 13 votes. That's on the Aggies' schedule. So uh, I'm trying to see if there are any other teams on the that the Aggies play that made this list or received votes, and I'm not really seeing any others. So... Couple teams on USU's schedule getting votes. So it's, it's a good non-conference schedule. Yeah, for the yeah, it, it is. It's a great non-conference schedule, and then you could end up. Where's Oklahoma ranked? Uh, Oklahoma is not ranked. Oh wow. Okay, never mind. Well, I was going to say if they were to face Oklahoma in that Myrtle Beach championship, that would really help as well. And where's Iowa at? Uh, I don't see that they are ranked either. Jeez, what the fetch? How does Iowa go from like top ten team to not being ranked at all this season? All right. One particular guy graduates <clears throat> leaves the program. Yeah, that might help. Um, Again, that, just to reiterate, this is just the AP coaches preseason poll is not out yet. Uh, we'll have the Mountain West media days later this week. We'll have the preseason kind of standings for the Mountain West that'll be revealed a little bit later this week as well. But yeah. You know, I want to go back to this question from 5879, and we'll get into this a lot more later in the week. Uh, how do we beat CSU? we got to be able to move the ball better than what New Mexico did. Uh, Colorado State only gave up like 79 yards total. You have to be able to punch it into the end zone. Touchdowns, not field goals. And be content with them kicking field goals. That's okay. As long as you're scoring touchdowns well, and they're scoring field goals, you'll be fine. Yeah, but I mean, we got to score field goals too. Like Patrick just sent me a text. He says, uh, "If you truly do need a kicker that can do his job, then the Aggies would be much safer. Getting blocked or having uh, kicks blocked and missing the upright disqualifies you as a kicker in my book." 
And it's true. Like, if we're having our kicks blocked and you're missing field goals, are you a field goal cookier? Or are we, like, just throwing a guy who's, just, like, normally a safety out there and having him go kick field goals? What, what's going on in the special teams? The special teams is a much bigger concern to me than our running game or than, our, than anything else in, on this team. My biggest concern right now is the is the special teams. It's a mess, Eric. And an absolute atrocious mess. And it needs to get fi- fixed. Well, I guess uh, Blake addressed that uh, today in the, his media availability earlier this afternoon. Yeah, they were this week. I mean, if you look, I felt like we, we dominated special teams in this particular game. And, and as bad as we made mistakes in other areas, it, it, it was huge. I mean, with the exception of field goal kicking, the return game – um, both kickoff, uh, kickoff returns and punt returns, the ability to to help you know, ourselves with field position. You, you take the, the missed field goals out of the equation, and, and I would tell you that uh, across the board really had very few mistakes. Uh, you know, they do a good job. You can tell they're well coached. Uh, you, coach's background, always taking pride in special teams, and, and they've got an All-American uh, <clears throat> uh, punter, I believe, and kicker's done a great job, so – yeah, it'll be a huge factor, and, and I think anytime you take short week, it, it even heightens the uh, sense of uh, uh, awareness. I think in that particular phase, I, you know, credit Coach Anderson for trying to highlight the positive and uh, not focus on the negative. But that's really good of him. But three missed field goals is is bad. That's not just good. it doesn't help. Yep, doesn't help at all. There's, there's going to be too many close games. Get throughout. I mean, UNLV is not a good football team. Yes, they're improving and they're they've got some dudes that can play, but they're not a good football team. And the Aggies had to scrape by literally in the final seconds to win. Eric, will you turn down my mic? Six three nine one. Thank you. They can just hear all the other outside stuff going on. Okay. Um, I've, I've already have you dialed down. I'll I'll gladly dial you down even more. Six three nine one. Thanks for the text. I hope that's better. <laughs> is, is it all the way down? I, I don't have the headphones on. <laughs> no, you, you should have your headphones on. <laughs> no, because our box doesn't even work. <laughs> Eric, what is your biggest concern? Because it's great that we won, but you're right. UNLV is a bad football Well, it's supposed to be a bad football team that we beat by four. That we needed a tip pick interception that wasn't intercepted because he was down. It was reviewed our way anyways. What's your biggest concern right now of this team for you? Can't stop the run. Yeah, Charles Williams that's had a clear day. That's a persistent problem. Teams are having – running backs against Utah State are having huge games. The Aggies have got to be better at uh, with their run defense. By the way, we're – Where's all uh, this coming from you? Uh, this was going to be a blowout. Aggies by 17. It's not even going to be close. You're bagging on me for my RPI takes. What about yes. your Aggie football take? Yep, absolutely. You should. You should. UNLV is a good football team. They're better than 0-5. Blake Ganderson told us that all week long. Yeah, and despite all that, you still said, I oh, still they're a bad said, team. They're going to blow them out. Yeah, I didn't believe them. I didn't trust them. That's not, I didn't believe what he said about that. I do trust him. I just didn't believe what he said about that. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a better team than I thought. Much, much better team than I thought. 
Well, their front seven was better than I expected. And that running back, Charles Williams, is about as good as he is advertised. He was really impressive. He was a hard runner, but the Aggies schematically didn't do themselves many favors. Yeah. Just t- maybe not schematically as much as it was technique. Yeah. Their technique got better late in the game, but early in the game, too many just kind of putting an arm in there, trying to push him over up high instead of wrapping him up down low. Mm-hmm. And he would just bounce off of just guys or off push easily. him off. Yeah. Uh, nine four six three. That was the best fifteen seconds I've ever heard of your show. What happened? <laughs> That's when I had you turned down. You had me turn all the way down. Not all the way, but Eric. Dramatically. Um, yeah. Look, that Charles Williams had a career day, and we, and you're right. He was. It wasn't like we were. I didn't feel like we were wrapping up. Like, and and again, we were way up high, so I couldn't see it as well as you probably could. Did, were we wrapping at all, or were we just trying to like hit him with the shoulder pad and try and knock him? Was that what we were doing? What was going on? I mean, it looked like they were trying to hit him too high, like up around the shoulders. Not, yeah. And he's so good at bouncing off that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, out of all the UNLV losses that they've suffered through, um, only one game has been decided by more than one score, and that was Iowa State. Everything else has been by a score or less. This one's got to make them sick the most. A score or less? Okay, fine. Eight a points touchdown or less. or less? Eight points or less. Okay. All right. No, I agree with you. I mean, this would have to really eat at this you one, if you're a UNLV like fan or player. When they go look at the film on Sunday and, and today, they're gonna just they're gonna like throw stuff around the walls because they had that game. They had the Aggies dead to right. Yeah, but Ajay, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, even for three quarters but, of the game, they didn't have a quarterback okay. who could throw. You, they, well, they didn't, but they did because he was making completions, man. Very few. That you know, running is their bread and butter. That is the only thing that's working for them. Well, it's working. Make really them well. beat you in they the pass. Up, they beat up. Tw- they put up twenty-four points. Six of those were on a pick six on a horrible throw by Logan Bonner. I- horrible throw. But other than that, dude, they still put up twenty-four. I mean, so minus that, they put up seventeen points offensively. Still found a way. Leading with under a minute left. <laughs> so as, as 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 bad of a football team as they might be, they, I still think they're good. They gave them some issues. They gave the Aggies some issues. Aggies were able to pull off the great escape again, which was impressive. But we'll get more into that after John Oglesby. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't the only game that was kind of surprising to no. me in the Mountain no, West no, over the no. weekend. So we'll update you on all those scores. The top 25 college football uh, the later, latest polls are out for college football. The weekend that was in the NFL, Major League Baseball. Man, a lot to cover today. Uh, as well as, yeah, these latest and uh, final RPI rankings for high school football. And uh, trying to get some more sense of how it works. Understanding this is different than the way it used to be. Region standings do not matter. That seems to be the biggest question and complaint I hear from people. And I am... I totally agree with the RPI on this. The region standings do not matter. So you agree the Ridgeline I, being number two? No, I, I didn't say anything about that. Region standings don't matter. It's what your entire body of work. But being playing above in a classification, does that really help you or not? That's That, for me, is the biggest question. 
because it doesn't seem to be answered. We'll get uh, hopefully some answers from John Oglesby with Utah High School Activities Association, who's going to be coming up next here on the Full Court Press. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing, so you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. You're invited to come learn how to make an informed decision for retirement, Medicare, and Social Security. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, October 21st at 7 p.m. to a free seminar at our office. Call 752-9493 for details. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come the third Thursday, October 21st. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. This Keeping on the down low here is the Dan Patrick Show. And Matt LeFleur talked about his team not playing with intensity. They were the hungrier team, and that's disappointing. Ultimately, I, I did a pretty bad job getting these guys ready to play. First game of the season. A lot has happened. That, to me, there's no excuse for that. First game of the season. Yeah, they had more intensity than us. One. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies. Jazz. High schools, even the Pee Wee's T ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, sorry for everybody if you could hear like extra curricular activity over here. Eric had my mic cranked up way no, too I loud. No, I did not have it cranked. I had it so, dialed down. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on I'm over there on like Eric's board. If you don't heavy want to breathing it. over there. It's nothing oh. I can do. I don't know what's going Jeez, on. Jeez, Eric, do I need to come help you run the board again? <laughs> uh, as we've stated, uh, the RPI rankings for 4A are out for football. The standings for the end of the season are have been tabulated. So uh, the, the playoff pairings are now set. And it has some people scratching their heads a little bit, trying to understand how the RPI works. And John Oglesby, he's with Utah High School Activities Association, a friend of the program. He's been on with us before to help us make sense of this. John, thanks for your time today, and uh, hopefully we can get some good answers. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? It's great to be with you guys up in Cache Valley and to be on with Eric, with you, and then with uh, the voice of the Aggie women's basketball team. is a real <laughs> treat, so thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, John. Greatly appreciate that kind of you. Before we get into uh, this, the, the final rankings, uh, the, how long has the state been, uh, UHSAA, been implementing RPI? I know you were using it for some sports, but then you, you vastly expanded it just a few years ago. How many years have we, have we been using RPI now? Yeah, this is the third year that we've used it. Yep. 
So third year we've used it, and uh, yeah, keep keep things every year and having conversations like we're having every year. So. Uh, John, I, I want to ask, what does the criteria from year to year change or maybe be critiqued a little bit uh, just based on, you know, how things are going and maybe maybe you guys gather as a as a group and say, well, we want to change a couple of things and, and maybe change the dynamic of how we are putting together RPI or does it always stay the same? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Ajay. It has changed in the, the time that we've had it, our member schools, and we're really fortunate we've got several folks up in Cache Valley who are our members of our governing boards, and so those are things that we have conversations about uh, with the board and then them with us being the staff about, hey, what's the best way to go about this? How does it look? What, what should it look like? And so the, the RPI has stayed mostly the same, but with a couple tweaks here and there. And um, we got to where we did things this year, um, going into a new alignment where, you know, like, for instance, in football, um, we used to just give one out of classification exception. Now we've gone to two because we realized that a lot of schools are playing out of class, not only once, but twice. Um, and just different things like that that we make small tweaks along the way um, to make it better for our member schools. Overall, if you look at the RPI, it's been very successful in seeding our tournaments uh, year after year. You see a lot of matchups sticking to chalk in terms of how it's been written up, but that revision is always going on, and we appreciate our member schools and and our, our administrators coming to us with those ideas and those conversations. John, you mentioned something that I wanted to uh, address, and you said that there used to be one exception. Now there are two exceptions. What, for those who don't are really into the weeds on this, what does that mean? That means basically so when a team plays out of classification or out of state, for that matter, which we know a lot of teams up in Cache Valley do, then the value of a game, if you're calculating it, is going to be different. Um, in this sense, and I'll give you, we have set values for what a game in football for 1A and 2A is worth compared to a 3A through 6A opponent. And partially that's because if you're a 4A opponent, you're going to play some 5A schools. You know, I look at Skyview that played, you know, all over um, classifications, Ridgeline also doing some of that. And you want those schools to have different values, like if Ridgeline or, or, or Skyview or any school up there were to go play Ridge, that's probably a very different game, right? Um, yes. So the, the value of winning game, a game against Ridge would be different because Ridge is a 118. But if you go across the hill and grab some Maddox and then you play Box Elder, the value, the difference in those two opponents just by enrollment size, on school size, isn't super different. Um, so then the value of that game is similar. So what it does is it gives exceptions to when you play out a classification that you have a couple times that are free as part of the calculation process. John, with only two regions in the 4A classification, is there any chance that we might have another region enter in back to the 4A fray, or how did that decision come about 
to only have two uh, regions in 4A? Well, the, 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 the real crux of the decision, and I mean, I'll, I'll say this, uh, is, is our board, there was a group of schools in the 4A that were in the 4A range, and there was a group of schools that competitively, if you look at the 5A, should have been in 4A. They were right on the bubble, um, right above the bubble, I should say, for enrollment. Um, wanted to be in 4A, but our board had no ability by the rules of our enrollment to be able to consider to move them down into 4A to make a viable region. So at that point, they then decided to move schools up into 5A with the consent of some schools, and that's created where we have a five-region A, 4A. And there's no doubt it's it's caused um, some growing pains. Let's put it that way. Makes sense. Sure enough. Um, and and th- that's evaluated, what, every two years? Every two years, yep. And, and Cache Valley's fortunate because Cache Valley has a not only a principal on our executive committee, but also uh, a school board member on our board of trustees. So... Uh, not a lot of state, not a lot of parts of the state have the level of representation in a lot of those UHSA decisions like Cash Valley does, for sure. John, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but I want to make sure we all understand this uh, exception uh, that can take place when a team in one classification plays a school in another classification. So if I understand this correctly, if you're a 3A school and you play a 5A school, there's no added benefit necessarily to your strength or your RPI because you're already getting the same weighted value. And I guess that would be the same thing that, for a 4A versus 5A, correct? That is, that is correct, yes. Okay, so the modification really only affects if you're a lower school and you beat a 3A and above. Or I guess if, you, that, if you're above and you play down, that could affect you. But if, if you're a 3A to 6A, it really doesn't matter whatsoever. That is correct, yes. Okay, because I think there was some there was some thought that maybe some confusion or misunderstanding that a school like Ridgeline who played four 5A schools should get some extra consideration because of playing up so many times versus a Desert Hills who only played up twice. But that since they're so close in classification, there really is no added incentive to play up like that. Yeah, if you go to uhsaa.org and then go to our RPI page as well, and then go to our info and FAQs, because these are a lot of commonly asked questions, and I appreciate you guys bringing them up. It, it breaks down right there how all of it looks. And so when you look at that, it gives the index for what the out-of-classification wins are worth. Basically, the, the value of each classification is decided there. And we have different metrics compared to if it's a five-classification sport compared to a six-classification sport, which football went back to this year. So that's um, that, that's really been an important thing that's been part of our calculation process, the class modifier, if you will. And, and will that will that be uh, adjusted any anymore? Or just a 3A and a 6A have the same kind of level. Will there be any additional discrepancy how to 
fine-tune that, or is that pretty much where it's going to be moving forward, do you think? Well, that'll be where it is for this year, um, just with the way the board has voted to use the RPI. Uh, it's always up for discussion, and I think, again, we'll evaluate it. Our boards will have feedback on it, and we'll go forward to make the best decision we can for um, state in terms of how the RPI is used. Hey, uh, John, I have a random question for you, but why does during the final week of the RPI standings, why do you guys cut it off? That's a commonly asked question, Ajay, and I appreciate you asking it because it's a yearly thing that I, I know a lot of folks ask. The reason we cut it off is we go in and verify that scores are correct, that scores are complete, and then we also use a little bit of it to create some hype. Um, so, so it, there's a practical reason with verification and maintenance, but there's also the, the added sizzle of, uh, of building some excitement for the release. So two pronged reasons. Have you ever seen any cases where somebody might decide to play differently in a final week based on where the standings are and, and how will they, how competitive a game might be based on what the, if they were to know what those standings were? Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure it could happen. Um, you know, number one, I know all of our coaches statewide are focused on the kids having success. And so I, as a coach, I believe that would be a very hard place to go into a game purposefully trying to not play well or not win solely to help with seeding. I, I just think that's so contrary to how our coaches are trying to instruct student-athletes that it's not something I know we think about a whole lot as being a viable outcome. I'm sure it's happened, but it's really contrary to what coaches are trying to do for the most part. John Oglesby joining us here on the Full Court Press of the UHSAA. Uh, John, this has actually been a pretty fun fall sports season in almost all the sports, volleyball, soccer, football, been a lot of competitiveness in, in some of these actually regions and, and, and standings are coming down to the final game. How fun or how hard is it for you guys to have to wait till the final game of the season to be able to like say, all right, this is how the RPI is going to look and this is what it's going to look like? Because again, just so many, so many competitive regions in almost every single sport, it's really been fun and yet different. Yeah, no, it's been a great season and you can tell – with things in the state of Utah being a little more um, traditional this year, you can tell that a lot of people have come back to playing um, and have come back to being fans, and that's, that's been exciting. It's been exciting to see people get those experiences again. And it coming down to the last minute or the last score you're waiting on, um, there's no doubt that it is um, – nerve-wracking, and there's a lot of work. I'll give you a little example, if you're okay with it, of what an RPI the the last night looks like for our staff. So we have a staff of, you know, three to four people, plus we have our, our, you know, our our tech person, as well as our social media, um, our social media person, and we're on a tech string starting at about 7, 8 o'clock on a football night, managing scores coming in. So, okay, we're missing three games, and it's 9 o'clock. So then we'll, we'll wait for those three games to come in. If we don't see them by a certain time, then what we do is we'll start making phone calls to athletic directors and coaches to get those scores. 
once we get all the scores in, we then trigger an algorithm that calculates the RPI using the data from Max Preps, which requires a lot, a lot of computer programming coming into the season to make sure that's all functioning properly. Um, and then from there, you have a mix of things. You have social media person working to get social posts ready to go, building graphics. You have a website person getting the website coded to be ready to go at a certain time with the information. You have um, our sports statistician who's building out brackets um, in PDF form so people can see who they're playing in a bracket. You have the sport director working to get communication ready to go for school the next morning. It's, uh, it's an evolved process. And then at 9 o'clock the next morning, we release it and start seeing what people have to say. <laughs> that's, that's a uh, great answer, John. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's a really, really good answer right there. Hey, um, with what, what's, what is really cool about how UHSAA handles this is that championship events get to happen in really cool venues oh, yeah. for these kids. I mean, for soccer, oh, yeah. they go down to Rio Tinto. For football, they're down at the University of Utah. Basketball has kind of moved around a little bit, which I think is good. It makes it more regional, makes it so that it spreads it around for different fan bases and those those students. With the football playoffs this year, uh, it it does say that the championship will be at the University of Utah. Will the semifinal be there as well, or those be at home sites? The semifinals right now um, are scheduled to be at home sites, um, but. Uh, there's always a potential for something to change. Um, for instance, if, uh, if the schools in the area were able to work with a college venue potentially because it provided wider accessibility um, for a game or whatever the reason being. Or if they're both um, from the same region? Could be there. Yeah, or if it's a regional matchup. I mean, if things stick to chalk, which we know high school sports, it's rarely, if anything, predictable. Um uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I mean, you'll have two, you know, geographically isolated semifinals in different parts of the state. Um, maybe there might be an opportunity to do something different there um, that's closer to home but at a collegiate venue or some other third-party venue. So a lot of that stuff I still think needs to be kind of figured out. But right now it's home site. Final question for me, John. With the state ever-growing at a very rapid rate, how are you guys going to handle having, I just I mean, cities or areas fill up? Are you going to have to build another classification, or are you just going to have to build more regions in, in within classifications? How is that going to work? Well, I think that's a great question, Ajay. And we're, I mean, our discussions in our board meetings is always around these types of issues. It's funny. We've heard everything from we need more classifications to now that we have a small 4 uh, maybe we need less. Maybe we need, you know, go back to five. That's been talked about in our board. Uh, I think right now where we're focused at is, is trying to create an alignment structure that really works well for the future of our state and for the growth that we know we're going to continue seeing. Um, and and that's, a daily, that's a daily challenge because stuff as we've seen changes so fast. And, and the goal at the end of the day, we don't always get it right. Not everybody always gets it right, but the goal is always to get it right, and that's to make the best possible experience we can for the kids and the community. 
Hey, John, last question for me. Uh, we, we mentioned basketball and that that tournament has moved around a bit. Where is that going to be hosted uh, this coming year? So the 4A classification this year is scheduled tentatively at, or not tentatively, it's at Dixie State University. It'll be in a Monday through Wednesday format. We found that there were some schools that liked having us on a Monday through Wednesday. And so we're going to do that down at Dixie State this year. And then um, hopeful. Uh, to be able to have it at a northern Utah location in 2223. Um, so we're, we're already working on that and have had some very productive discussions to do it up north somewhere. And uh, again, with those regions being on different parts of the state, it'd be nice to be able to move that 4A from the south up to the north the following year. Hey, John, really do appreciate your time and uh, being willing to uh, come on with us and help us understand all this RPI and these rankings and a very fun time of the year for a lot of these uh, student-athletes as they get to compete and participate in these playoffs. So thanks for uh, spending some time and helping us understand it a little better. No, it's a pleasure to be with you guys, and uh, always looking forward to seeing you guys around in the next couple weeks covering some – Cash Valley and Northern Utah Sports should be a lot of fun. Hey, thanks, John. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks, John. Hey, take care, you guys. John Oglesby with Utah High School Activities Association. Dude, he handled that well because yeah. we grilled him. <laughs> we absolutely grilled him, and he yes, handled it great. Very professional. Yeah, I loved it. Very good. Uh, quick timeout and some more thoughts coming up next on the Full Court Press. Fall is in the air, and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well-maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention, and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. Hi, this is Brian Webster, and I'm Garrett Tanner with Cash Valley Bank. In celebration of USU's homecoming and our post-COVID opening of our mall branch location in Logan, we're inviting you and your family to our customer appreciation event Friday, October 22nd, 1130 to 230. We'll have a La Unica food truck and lots of goodies and giveaways. We appreciate our great customers and community. Come enjoy some good food with us in front of the mall at 1320 North Main Logan on Friday, October 22nd. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC, and go Aggies. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. Winter is the perfect time to let the allergy clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence help you with venom testing for next spring and summer. The allergy clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The allergy clinic accepts most insurance, including Select Med. Call the allergy clinic at 753-7880. That's 
The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring the new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, big thanks to John Oglesby coming on. Joining us. Oh, look, we got a lot of questions that have come through on this. And, uh, okay, so let's just dissect this a little bit. I think some of these questions we tried to address and work into yeah, I thought we did all right. the interview. Yeah. Um, why did they switch from region standings to the RPI system? This is from 1181. I think he answered the first, right? Yeah, early on, uh, the... Multiple states surrounding Utah were using this and utilizing it. There was there had also been several years in a row where there was controversy with some of the best teams in the same region. Yeah, but you could only have one who was number one and one who was number two. Uh, and then it's just that it's not just based on region. I can't tell you how many times I get asked that that when people complain about RPI, they'll say, "Well, look at the region standings." Region standings don't matter. But you can have a team that's above the other in the region, but it's the entire body of work. It's from the start of the season to the end of the season. That's why I like RPI. It's too bad Ridgeline's body of work sucked, I guess. When you have two teams that don't win a game, that hurts. Man, too bad. Their RPI sucks. It, it, look, they had the 11th most difficult schedule. You look at their opponent's winning percentage, the teams that they played... We're not good. I'm not. Ta- I'm so done with you on this. Hey, R. A. Ridgeline. That's what the numbers are. If you need more motivation, Eric thinks you deserve to be number two. I'm just saying that if you want to look at their strength of schedule, they had one of the easiest schedules in all of 4A. Now, any human that watches them play knows that's the number one team. There's no question that is the top team in 4A. What bothers me is that there's no difference between 4A, 5A, and 6A if you play up. There's yeah. no, there is no value. Yeah, exactly. And what? it says, oh, there's a modification. <clears throat> That's only if you're a 2A or a 3A team and you play up. I'm interested to see if they actually cut off a classification. There is zero incentive yep. if you're a 4A school to go play a 5A school or a yep. 6A school. It's the same. It, it should have more weight. Yep, And absolutely. it really doesn't. 
Yep, absolutely. Hey, big thanks to Napa Auto Parts for being a part of this show. They're going to sponsor Above the Noise by Dan Patrick. Go visit one of the five locally owned from Preston and Providence. Uh, Napa Auto Parts starts to get your car taken care of the right way. They do great work. And uh, coming up next hour, update on the Mountain West uh, football standings. And more from Blake Anderson. Pick six what he had results. to say about uh, UNLV. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You'd expect Sunday's game between the Cowboys and Patriots to have a high TV rating. Usually that's because Dallas is really popular and New England is normally really good. Beat yesterday, Dallas was the legitimate contender. New England is much more about the franchise's reputation. Turned out to be a great game. Dallas pulling it out in overtime thanks to a Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb touchdown. Prescott looks like an MVP candidate. And the Cowboys cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, is making a run at Defensive Player of the Year. The Patriots have to feel stung in the moment but excited about the rookie quarterback Mac Jones giving the team a chance to win. It's an odd role reversal. I'm sure CBS will take it. The NFL has to be happy that so far Dallas is delivering all the hype. The Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. I know, there's still a long way to go, but so far Cowboy fans are thrilled with the start of the 2021 season. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Whether you're golfing or working out, my body doesn't recover like it once did. And that's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD. I trust Level Select because it's formulated by actual doctors using high concentrations of CBD. I apply Level 3 sports cream to wherever I'm sore and let their proprietary blend of CBD go to work. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, $30 off your entire order today. $30 off LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The average text takes your eyes off the road for about five seconds. Stop texts. Stop rex.org. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are. 
here's what you need to know. Week six of the NFL season comes to a close tonight as the Buffalo Bills are in Nashville to take on the Titans. Tennessee expected to welcome Julio Jones to the lineup after missing time with a hamstring injury. That said, A.J. Brown not as likely to get a lot of reps. Uh, kickoff coming at 8.15 Eastern time. The Texans have released veteran linebacker Whitney Merciless. Jimmy Garoppolo returned to 49ers practice today. Trey Lance, though, still out so Jimmy G might get the look Sunday when the 49ers take on Indianapolis. Patrick Peterson of the Vikings goes on IR with a hamstring injury. Browns running back Kareem Hunt, calf injury. He's likely to miss several weeks. He may end up on the IR. Major League Baseball playoffs continue tonight in Boston. The Red Sox hosting Houston. Game three of the American League Championship Series. It's tied at a game apiece. Eduardo Rodriguez goes for Boston against the Astros. Jose Urquidy in the NHL suspended San Jose's Evander Kane. 21 games for a fake vaccination card. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan eric france and aj salveson here on the full oh. court press oh oh you okay over there eric uh yeah. do you know what let's so just, we got heavy breathing going on or just, we got that okay addressed? well i don't know if you turn down my mic a little bit not have me up full blast maybe we Put would have phones on and know what you're doing over there what do you mean what i know i'm doing over here it's, it, you have the board it's in your hands <laughs> control the controls man do your job you and, mean you, you couldn't you couldn't take care of the craig thompson media press conference so <laughs> i mean not call. on me come on be better i uh, i, I forge you the email we, <laughs> we, hey we didn't get this text about rpi oh hit me. Just r- real quickly and we can move past this topic uh, RPI thing has me going crazy. Harkens back to last winter in the basketball RPI where the region champions were behind the second-place team in the RPI. And in baseball in Region 11, Ridgeline was a region champion by two games and was behind Mountain Crest in the RPI. Makes no sense at all who they swept. Again, it's not about region standings. Yep. We, you have to abandon that. Yep. It doesn't matter doesn't anymore. It doesn't matter one bit it's unfortunate if you're a reading champ you don't get rewarded for it yeah there's nothing i mean it's bragging rights i guess but it, it, it provides no incentive whatsoever for the postseason 8003 hey aj's co-host his <laughs> name is bart uh <laughs> a rpi is one topic i agree with you on yeah good for you hey uh, thanks 8003 Oh, look, you guys are best friends now. How cool is that? Hey, a couple things uh, before we get into the uh, nitty-gritty of the Utah State football game, their win over UNLV uh, and Utah Jazz basketball and so on and so forth. Uh, Two things. Eric, Dickie V's got lymphoma again. Yeah, I saw that. Dick Vitale's uh, battling cancer. A lot of people giving him shout-outs. Throwing up prayers and his Hope the guy's doing all right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the best in the biz. Uh, And then uh, Pete uh, Thamel of the uh, Yahoo Sports, Eric, has tweeted out that sources 
are saying the AAC is expected to examine expansion this week, with six schools expected to extend applications. The AAC is expected to receive them from FAU, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, and UAB this week. The expectation is that they will be accepted, and the AAC will grow to a 14-team football league, also 14 in team hoops. So, Commissioner Thompson said that the Mountain West is still considering expansion to some degree. There's two teams that were just mentioned that they should be targeting, North Texas and UTSA. But if they get an invitation to the Athletic, American Athletic, do they go there or do they go to the Mountain West? I'll go to the AAC. It's in their geographic footprint. It's cheaper yep. travel. Yeah, they'll head over there. Yep. Good for them, I guess. Yeah, it took Mountain West taking too long. Yeah, probably. Slow playing it just a little bit too much. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk some uh, Utah State football. If you guys want to text into the show, 435-339-0321 to text into our Guild Mortgage text line. 435-339-0321. is your final score inside of Allegiant Stadium, which is in a, in a massive, massive building that I saw every speck of. And that's not a good thing. Um, Even down to the bowels? Yeah, dude. With the sewer system and all that? I saw everything. It was it was Did not fun. Take the trash? Oh, dude. The executive suites? I saw the executive... Yeah. I somehow got led into those rooms... I'm not exactly sure why, but when I got off the elevator, I was like, uh, isn't this the, yeah, just go right to those glass doors. I'm like, but that says, see, okay, I'll go. Walked in there. You're probably like, walking around like, I'm Andre Salveson. Well, yeah, dude. Show that, me the best. Here's the thing is like when you have a credential, if you walk with confidence, you can go anywhere you want to in any building. It doesn't matter. They'll just be like, oh yeah, he's supposed to be here. They don't ask. That's I found secret. that I found that out at Allegiant Stadium pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, Eric, 28-24 is your final score. Aggies were down 17-7. We're down 24-21. Uh, we're missing field goals. We're, we're fumbling snaps on fourth and goal. Five we're, fumbles. We're throwing five. pick sixes. Thankfully, all they were recovered by Utah State, but five. No, one of them wasn't. The oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it was. No, you're right, you're right, you're right, fumbles. you're right. Uh, Eric, can I just ask you bluntly? Eight bad penalties. Can I ask you bluntly, and I want my listeners to, or our listeners to text in to see if I'm going off the rocker. Again, 435-339-0321. Please help me know. Should Peasley be starting over Bonner? Bonner? Bonner didn't have that great of a game. I mean, he was good in the fourth, but overall he struggled. And that pick six was telegraphed like, I mean, dude, it was, the back saw it as soon as he let go. I mean, he saw his eyes from where they were going. 300 yards passing, basically, two touchdowns. 15 of 26. They'd have one interception, 21 of 32 on passing attempts. I don't think that's horrible. Uh, no, uh, Logan Bonner's a starter. 6891. Yes, he should. Peasley should be starting. 6860. Not only no, but heck no, AJ. 6860 says. I just Bonner's I'm, made some bad plays. Dude, he's overthrowing receivers. He's underthrowing receivers. I there's wide open guys that he's missing. I, come on, but he's he has proven he's the better thrower. He's a better distributor. He can get the team down the field. Peasley can run with the ball if they scramble. Like 
Bonner's going to get crushed yes, in the pocket. Yes, Peasley is a better scrambler. But when it comes to throwing, with the weapons that the Aggies have, Bonner has proven he's the better, more consistent thrower. More consistent? Yes. I, that's tough to say, man. Four, uh, four, 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 six. Look at the times when they've both been on the field. Bonner yes. has been the more consistent thrower. Yes, Peasley has been has better touch and can run. Five eight seven nine. No, Bonner still needs to start over Peasley. I love Peasley, but he gets flushed out of the pocket too quickly. That is the one issue I have with Peasley is that, like, just in the corner of his eye, if he sees someone just for a flash, he's out of the pocket. Think, Not one of my favorite things. Yeah, and, and Peasley has throw, a tendency to lock on to an area of the arm. field. He can throw well on the run. He makes great throws on the run. Um, ability to scramble when he needs to. Sometimes he doesn't need to, and he does anyways. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe maybe Peasley hasn't got enough reps yet. I mean, I don't I don't know what I, it is. I think this coaching staff gave Peasley every opportunity to take the starting position, starting in the spring through fall camp to 90% of that uh, football game at Washington State. He had every opportunity to claim the starting position. And Bonner outplayed him. 6-2-9-4. Need we a reminder that the most popular player on a social football team is the backup quarterback. <laughs> Stick with Bonner for now. Uh, yes. 4-4-4-6. Four, 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 Bonner's throw so fetching high all the time. He does tend to sail it. Uh, look, I'm not... I'm not here to defend Bonner as a perfect quarterback, believe me. But he has been giving the Aggies more opportunities to move the ball down the field and win than Peasley has. It's been borne out. It's been proven. 6-5-4-3. I'm very concerned about what I saw in this game. We are halfway through the season. We have defensive issues, kicking issues, penalty issues. We are stretched to the limit by the third-worst FBS team in the nation. I thought we would be a lot further along as a team than I saw on the field, or that I see on the field. Excuse me. I I would there 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 should be some concern. I'm not gonna lie. Twenty eight twenty four over UNLV, who hasn't won a game in two years. They played well. Give them some credit. They did play well. Charles Williams had a great day. Two hundred and something yards, uh, three TDs. He was phenomenal, Eric. He really was. Yes. And if they win, he's probably offensive player of the week for the Mountain West Conference. Aggies win. Devin gets it. Um, but. My issues, and we talked about just a little bit in the first hour, Eric, my most biggest issues right now are with special teams. When we have a kicker going there, it's your job to kick a field goal through the uprights. Mostly just field goal kicking? Yes. You're not going to lump in punt returns or kick returns. Savon went 99 yards for a touchdown. I'm well, sorry. Well, you said special teams. You have concern with oh, special oh, teams. Sorry, so it's kind of a sorry, blanket. Sorry, No, you're right. I just want to make sure no, you're, you're just right. focusing on field goal. Sorry. I, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, Yeah, just just field goal kicking. Punting's been fine, I felt like. I don't think we've had too many issues on punting except for the fake punt, which was called by which, coach. That was a and you're call not going to go against coach's line. wishes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But the field goal kick. Eric. When your quarterback gets into field goal range, kick the ball through the uprights. Snap was good. Hold was good. What's the protection? Where's where's it going wrong? Kicker's missing field goals, shanking him left and right. Why? That's nine points on the board that should be ours, and we can't get a field goal to tie a game. This is frustrating for me. Well, Connor Coles earlier in the year put a 50-yarder through He was the phenomenal. Uprights. What's went wrong? Well, we have to remember he's playing on a broken foot. I don't know if that's then, catching then, up with then him. I need so, then I need a new kicker. If, Maybe if, that's if, a problem. If, if that's there is the issue, issue, he is still the best option. That, then we are screwed. We are screwed. If that's the case and it's 4th and 11 on, our, on the 20-yard line, I'm going for it. Because that gives me a better chance than, than, than missing a field goal at this point. 
Uh, let's see here. 9948. Good win for the Aggies. How about my Braves, though? Baseball playoff or base playoff baseball at its best. Man, how about the, the walk offs? Had a couple of grand slams in the same game. It's been a fun playoffs for Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah. 5 6 6 2. I think Bonner stays starter, but the turnovers have to stop. How about a goal line package for Peasley? Could have been beneficial on Saturday. Well, I don't disagree with that. Um, we hear Coach Anderson saying there will there are opportunities for Peasley to still stay part of this offense, and we have not seen him take a single down. Um, we didn't see well. We did see him take a, some snaps in the BYU game because uh, Bonner got hurt, but um, we didn't see him at all on Saturday against UNLV. Yeah. Yep. Not at all. Uh, five eight seven nine. Bonner ex- extends and completes drives too. It's not wrong. Four eight seven five. I think people just want Peasley because the backup quarterback is everybody's favorite player. Bonner is streaky for sure. Sometimes he finds his rhythm, and other times is pretty bad. But I think he's absolutely QB one. With that said, I one hundred percent think we need to have a Peasley package that is used at minimum in the red zone, where he can come in and run special plays for him. I don't disagree with that. Utah State has struggled when they get into the red zone. Their red zone efficiency is Eric, what not you, that great. They, the only way they can score touchdowns is if they're outside of their 20-yard line. What are you seeing inside the red zone? Well, what's your biggest issue right now? Is it the play calling or is it the execution? Someone asked me this on Twitter. What is our biggest issue in the red zone? And I didn't know how to answer it. Like I, I feel like it's more execution. Where I mean, we're running up, but at the same time, Eric, it's second and eleven. We're gonna run it up for a yard up the middle, run right into the center's butt. We're gonna go like full Mark Sanchez Thanksgiving Day 2012, and run it right up the butt and gain maybe a half a yard. That doesn't sound fun. I again, but no, it wasn't fun. But if, <laughs> can you tell how but frustrating that is on second and eleven? Is. Let's go for a yard. It is too often they find themselves way behind the chains on third down. That being said, Utah State's not bad on third down efficiency. But, uh, yes, uh, when they get into that red zone, things tighten up with the defense. You don't have as much room. Um, I think it is more of an execution thing than it is play calling. I mean, a couple fumbles, that's on you. That's on the players, not on the play caller. So, um, yeah, they they just got to get better. more finely tuned on how they execute those plays, holding a block for somebody out on the edges. Those have been a little bit lacking at times. So it's it's an issue. Absolutely, it's an issue. Hey, and then uh, Calvin Tyler was quiet, wasn't he? Very. And I, Al and I watching the game just – it's like this is not the same Calvin Tyler that we saw earlier in the year. Mm. I don't know if that guy is fully healthy or not. Yeah, he just does not seem to have the same explosiveness. He kind of stumbles into the line, and then there's just uh, a, a bunch of guys there that he can't go anywhere. He doesn't have a push. He's not strong enough to uh, create space. Um, so he, I mean, he did have a few nice runs, but yeah, he doesn't seem to have that same confidence or explosiveness that he had earlier in the year. So I don't know if there's an injury thing or something else that's going on there with him because he did not look the same. Has not looked the same the last two games. Did we read the last 4875 text message, by the way, Eric? Are we miss out on uh, Bonner? 
Uh, I read that one. Okay, sounds good. Hey, uh, and then um, our offensive line needs to get healthy. We got to find that a way. Help a lot. This is this is so thin right now. I mean, he's he's playing with threads. <laughs> I mean, on the offensive line, and so I might attack Bonder, and I shouldn't. Because he's, he's, I mean, that's a makeshift offensive line almost from week to week of what they're dealing with. And he's just trying to make it work. And communication's so big between the line and the quarterback. He's doing his very, and actually the center on the quarterback, which, by the way, is flip-flopped as well. I mean, uh, Cole Motes started on the offensive line, man. I mean, that's kind of where we're at with these guys. Cole Motes did. So it's, and uh, in fact, Coach talked about how impressed he was today with Cole uh, and and what his in his very first debut, very first start, he was actually impressed with him. Uh, we'll get Jacob back at some point. I hope that's this week. He's day to day at this point. Um, you know, just um, typical wear and tear uh, of the season. So I'd like to think he'll be ready by Friday, but it's a short week, and he might not. I was uh, super super proud of of how Cole went in and played. I think that's those are his first collegiate snaps at at offensive tackle, and pretty. Pretty tough circumstances. He made some mistakes along the way, but he he also he handled, handled himself really really well, held his own uh, with the exception of just a few plays. So super proud, and think you'll gain a lot of confidence from that, and, and may very well have to do the same thing again this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at there, huh? That, that not only affects you know the timing for your quarterback, but what kind of gaps can you create in your running game? It's it's huge. Hey, and and, and I can't see everything on the field live there as, as much as you might be able to see replays and such on TV, Eric. What did you see out of Justin Rice? No tackles in the first half. Seemed quiet most of the game. Were, were, were they doubling him, or what were you seeing from Justin that maybe didn't give him maybe that emphatic game that we always see out of him? Uh, I think they were running away from him. Yeah, uh, I think they were always trying to chip him, and so that there was a body on him, so it would it would take up timing and space. Um, I think the Aggies made a, a little bit of adjustments there, or he just figured out a way to get around it. But uh, yeah, kind of a quiet night for him, but big night for Shaq Bond. Hey, how about that guy? A guy who's been really struggling, and Coach mentioned it too. You know that that guy had been. Struggling with just, I think, trust issues with the you know the staff. Where I mean, this is his fourth year, and he's worked with how many defensive coordinators? It's gonna happen, and he's just trying to develop a relationship, trying to develop a, a trust with them, and uh, and finally has a great game out of it. He's healthy, had the knee brace off, looked comfortable out there, made a couple of big plays, two interceptions. One of them wasn't supposed to be, but who cares? Yeah. Um, but that. That's great to see. Mountain it's great West to see Conference defense. defensive player of the yeah. week. Yeah, great to see our defensive backfield. I thought they played really, really well. Had to make more tackles than I think they uh, would really want to. Um, but I, I thought the defensive backfield was really good, Eric. Yeah, I agree. Cash Gilliam made some plays. He got a little bit dinged oh, up. Oh, he's, he's but been he came so good. back. Isn't it crazy the transformation of Cash Gilliam from last year to this year? And I know that's not a really fair comparison, but when uh, what Efren Bonda has done to be able to coach him up. Teach him techniques. Show him different things that like, hey, look, you aren't just a linebacker. You're like, you could be a hybrid guy who's athletic enough to be able to make these kind of plays. He got absolutely uh, torched against BYU, had a rough one against Boise State, came back strong against UNLV. I thought he had a great game, Eric. Yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, <clears throat> certainly Devin Tompkins recognizes the, the offensive player of the week this so week. Cool. 180 yards. 
career high uh, two touchdowns. Catches. Actually, the 180 yards isn't even his career high. It was the 12 catches that was that's his career high. How well the heck? that was the first time he's only had two two touchdowns in yeah. a game, which is surprising. It make no sense to me, man. And really, it's it's it's. Unfortunate, the Aggies didn't get a clean sweep of the awards because save on Scarborough okay. should be Can recognized. Can you explain to me exactly what he I missed? He tied an NCAA record. I'm sorry. So, so why didn't he get it? I'm so confused here. Let's give it to a punter at Let's San give, Diego State. Yeah, instead. for punting in a, in a game that was like 12 to six or whatever. That's what we went with. It's just it's stupid. And you know what? Honestly, Savon doesn't even care. If that's the route you want to go, Savon's going to go break the record, and that means a lot more to him than, oh, give me Mount West Player of the Week. He doesn't care about the awards. And he's proved that time and time again. Uh, 5662 on our Guild Mortgage Sex line. Do you think we give our backup place kicker a try, or do we not have enough talent at that spot? Unfortunately, that position will lose us a game this season. Um, it's going to. I, 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 well, it's going to be put on the line whether we win a game or not with our kicker. I, I will be honest. I'm not sure what the kicker kicking situation is other than to say Connor Coles has had a broken foot. And he's still kicking. All year. And he's still kicking because he's able to manage the pain, one. And two, he gives them the best option. Now, I don't know if that's the same opinion of the coaches after the last couple of games where he has struggled a little bit. Um, but uh, I don't know that there's a lot of confidence in uh, what the backup situation looks like right now. I don't know. That could change this week in practice, but um, that's as far as I know, which is limited. 5338, what's the situation with the Nance kid that transferred from Nebraska? Has he even seen the field this year? I haven't seen him on the field at all. I haven't seen him. Nope, me neither. How impressive to you? Still on the team from what I understand. I, I know you. I know you already talked a little bit about this, Eric, but I just I can't emphasize enough how impressive. Uh, you know he has seen the field, has he? But it's been very limited, very limited. Oh man, man, it must have been a flash. Thanks. I yeah. Um, I know you talked a little bit about it, but I just can't emphasize enough how impressive I was with Ellie Noah. I um, I just I, he has gotten so much better. Vision running downhill, not going sideline to sideline, going north south. Um, and finding spots and knowing when to put his head down and try to go over somebody and when just to go get a couple extra yards the other way. Yeah. I think he's been so great about that. Agree. And that uh, was his first career touchdown on Saturday. Oh, for the game winner. 11 cool yards that, out. Man. Talking about uh, struggling in the red zone. He left no doubt and uh, certainly Blake Anderson high on Elelion Noah and how he's been doing. Yeah, you know, he's been just consistently uh, solid, quietly solid um, in, in his – his role gets a little bit bigger each week. He doesn't have that gear that that he's going to outrun a lot of guys, but he's very patient. Uh, he's physical, and, and you saw some physical runs. Uh, I think he sees the hole, has good vision, and, and you're starting to see little by little just some confidence growing him. And we we talked how long it's going to be kind of running back by committee, and until some guys really really stood out. And every time you go out and you have a good outing, it it, it gives us more and more confidence to uh, to give him another opportunity. So you're Likely to see him more and more as the game as the season goes on. Yeah, he was a good change of pace. I think he's a more physical, straight ahead power runner than Calvin Tyler is, or even uh, John Gentry is. So they they do provide a little bit of a change up in how they're used and and uh, what our defense might see if uh, if they switch those guys out in the running game. Yeah, and I, do you think he's taking carries away from John Gentry now? It's possible. Yeah, 
need to. He's a great pass-catching back, too. He's got great focus on the ball. Doesn't worry about what's in front of him, the steps he's hearing. He makes he makes good decisions. I, I he's getting, You're going to see him a lot more here in the, in the last part of the season. All right, we've got to take a timeout here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your thoughts on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. We'll uh, continue to recap Blake Anderson's comments from the press conference earlier today, what happened throughout the Mountain West, and uh, the NFL and Major League Baseball playoffs. Some uh, really exciting weekend. Actually, Sunday night was fantastic. It was both games. I missed the game, with, actually. Uh, baseball and the NFL went uh, I was busy down to the wire. watching my Braves continue to trump the L.A. Dodgers, the greatest baseball team to ever step on grass. Okay, we'll hear more about that, unfortunately. <laughs> Coming up next on the Full Court Press. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fantic e-bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to the new and improved Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Dustin McKay, owner and chef, is always improving upon an outstanding menu. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. Ho, 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 ho. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. My Shiro doesn't always wear a cape, but she always has time for a hug, a smile, for going the extra mile. My Shiro stretches every dollar, puts in long hours, puts others first. But now it's your time, Mom. When you're ready to retire, we want you to be able to enjoy it. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceretirement.org slash Shiro. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Guild Morgan's text line. A lot of good questions coming through there. 435-339-0321. Uh, by the way, just a reminder, you can go to cashvalleydaily.com and see the playoff pairings for high school football. A lot of those games got moved to 4 o'clock. The exception to that is Mountain Crest, who is still on at 6. That's bonkers. On the road. Move it. Dixie, I believe. So that means we will not have a show Friday. Skyview will be playing a game here on these airwaves, and yeah, we will not have a show Friday. By the way, we are live at Guild Mortgage on Wednesday. We'll be live, and we'll be giving away tickets to Utah State, Colorado State for 7.30 on Merlin Olton Field. Homecoming. Yep. We're giving away tickets on Wednesday at Guild Mortgage. So tune in. Come tr- drop by. Say hi. Uh, Eric, live. Eric, uh, you said you want snacks. So Eric's begging for food again. If you want to bring my food, Ajay's co-host. We're not will be stopping there. you. Ajay's co-host will be there. <laughs> my my diminished role will be there. <laughs> I, should, I should bring you just like a little roll, <laughs> the little thing of butter, some tuna, a little thing of jam. <laughs> uh, five eight seven nine. Is there any way you guys can archive the pre and or post game Aggie call? So it's accessible like the full court press. Yeah, Eric, can you? Turns out it is archived. Go to kvnutalk.com and it's there in their podcast section. Hey, can we post that? But we should be able to. I was going to say. We simulcast that. Well, we should throw that on our I was going to say, why are we not posting that on our podcast? We should as throw well? that on our feed. Let's, let's, come we'll, on, let's, we'll make that happen. Let's try harder there, Eric. But in the meantime, <laughs> you can go back and find a lot of those old ones on kvnutalk.com. They have a archive, of, they do a lot of. Audio that they archive, so you should be able to find it there. Eight nine six eight. Yep, we are spoiled. This is a new team with a new coach that was supposed to win three games tops. I don't know how many games they will win, but they are ahead of the game as of now. A great big girl Aggies. See, I that's I just love the positivity because everybody's looking at like, oh, we beat you and it'll be by four. We're gonna lose every other game now. We aren't winning another game for the rest of the season. They won like ten years ago. They're losing that game by fifteen. They're probably zero and six right now, going into Colorado State. That means they're zero and seven after this week. This team's different, built different, coach different, acts different, and that's what I love about it. Now, in saying that, Eric, as big of a challenge as UNLV ended up being, Colorado State's going to be a monster to deal with on Friday night. They are a better team than UNLV. They're a more well-rounded team than UNLV. They run the ball better than UNLV, and that's saying something, dude. They struggle to get into the end zone. They kick a lot of field goals. That's encouraging. But uh, Utah State, they've got to be able to score, too. Yep. They've got to find a way to slow down their opponent, stop that run game. Can't get gashed so bad like they've been getting. Can't happen. But, uh, but but at the same time, I feel like, again, it's just, they're just so clutch in the fourth quarter. They just find ways, man. It's a, it's really impressive how they continue to find ways to win ball games. It is. 
It's it, awesome. This team be down two minutes to go. Eh, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we're still in it. They have confidence, and that stems from the coaches and some of the, the decisions that they make earlier and what they do during the week. Uh, look, one guy, we already mentioned his name, but he deserves even more attention, Devin Tompkins. God, he's special. The, the best recruiting job that Blake Anderson and his staff oh. did from the very beginning was to get Devin Tompkins to take his name out of the transfer portal and come back to Utah State. And uh, Coach Anderson with uh, more praise for Devin and the uh, performance he had on Saturday. He does play a lot bigger than his frame. Uh, I've had guys in the past that are similar to that. They just they understand uh, how to elevate. They understand how to compete for the ball with bodies around them. He, he's got that. It just comes naturally to him. You know, I tell everybody, you see the – you know, the size of him, you see the quickness and the speed. But to me, when arguably your best player is your hardest worker, I mean, it shows up. It just does. Makes everybody else around him better. It gives everybody a tremendous amount of confidence in him. It raises the level of our, our team. Uh, and that's that's what he brings to the table. He is, without a doubt, the hardest worker on a daily basis and uh, leads by by setting a standard of, of excellence. And then it carries over to the field. He's really smart. We're able to move him around all over the place, make it hard to know exactly where he's going to be, and that allows us to free him up. Uh, you know, at times where if we put him in one spot and kept him stationary, be real easy to double him and and bracket him. But uh, he is super smart and studies the game and has a, a, a capacity for a lot of different things that allows us to be really creative with him. And I like how they're using him, and uh, even they used Savon a little bit differently on Saturday, like getting the ball in your in your playmaker's hands. Doesn't always have to be in the throw game. Like use them on a jet sweep or a fly sweep, uh, and uh, just these guys are fast. They're burners. Get the ball in their hands and let them get ahead of steam. Yeah, and uh, they're starting to do that more. That's that's fun. If Devin Tompkins is not on the All American list by the time the season ends, with the rate he is going on, even an honorable All American mention, I'm going to be livid. I'm going to be ticked off at somebody. I mean, Eric, come on. The guys, the, the guy, the numbers that this guy's putting up right now are phenomenal. And he's been on that steady course the whole entire time. He's been the most consistent thing of this football team in regards to players and, and the playmaker that he is. And he works so dang hard. And we've said it, and you said it, and I've said it, and everyone else has as well. Best recruit that Blake Ganderson has done. In regards of his recruiting, early recruiting career here at Utah State, he's keeping that guy here. He is nothing but special. Oh, yeah. If he is not an All-American at season's end, someone's going to get their feelings hurt. I'm going <laughs> to say things that the FCC will be ashamed of, and I won't care. Uh, so we've, we've, we've uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We've mentioned... That wasn't the word I was thinking of, but it's the same thing. We've mentioned several different players who stood out and played really well for Utah State on Saturday, but uh, Coach wanted to make sure a few others got mentioned as well. Well, I, I just look defensively. You know, Nick Henniger is his effort level, his work ethic is is right there with Devin. Uh, when he shows up every day and just sets a tempo. Uh, Byron had a big game. You know, he didn't get a lot of sacks, but he. He created a couple of holding calls. He forced the pocket, made the quarterback move, finally healthy and starting to run and play at the level that obviously uh, we need him to play. Those are going to be huge snaps down the stretch. 
Um, and, and I felt like, you know, obviously Shaq being defense player week, I mean, he's, he'll tell you he struggled. He struggled. He struggled to be healthy. Um, played in a knee brace for several weeks, not real, real comfortable. I think he struggled to, to, to trust exactly what he's being asked to do on defense. Sometimes a lot of experience can be one of your biggest weaknesses, and that may sound crazy, but you tend to think, well, I'll just do it the way I did it before. I'll just, I just, I've done this before. And I think he's really focused at buying in and trying to be way more detailed and really focused on exactly what Coach is asking him to do. And he played his best game by far and, and clearly deserved to be the defense player of the week. But not so much of the, the turnovers that, that were created as much as his energy and his focus level and really just detailed playing a much more sound football game for us. And that makes us better on defense. I love that. A lot of other guys needed to be singled out for their efforts and what they did. Yeah, in the game. absolutely. Shaq's one of those guys. Baron Vaughn's was really good. Hey, I, I want to look at the receiving department. I want, again want to get our listeners' uh, just thoughts on this. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in. Devin Tompkins has been great. Brandon Bowling was held pretty quiet. Derek Wright, I thought, was really good last Saturday. Who are other receivers that need to step up? Where the receivers need to step up? Yeah, uh, give me some other receivers that you want to see actually go make plays. Because I feel like we're just relying on Devin Tompkins, Bowling, and Wright. Um, well, McGriff's involved. He gets well, thrown to every game. Is Well, is McGriff involved? Or, I mean, there's a difference between being involved and actually being a playmaker. Uh, he's made some. T- he's scored some touchdowns. He hauled in the, the big catch late in the game. I mean, they... We're going to go for a field goal and uh, didn't get it, but it helped preserve that drive. He could have fought for it better, yeah, made it more convincing. It yeah, that that yeah. was the other part, too. Here, like, here's the thing. You take um, you take what Devin Tompkins is at 5'8", and copy it and put it into Justin McGriff. You have an all-conference receiver, first team. Oh, without question. I just need to, I just need to have more confidence in himself. Believe in himself. He's improved over where he was a year ago. But uh, he still has some room to grow. But uh, he can be a weapon. He can be a real weapon. Would love to see him get a little bit more involved and be more aggressive going after and fighting for catches. Yeah. If he can do that, you're right. He could be an all-conference guy. Really good text from 0391. In regards of my thoughts on Devin Tompkins being an All-American, he says, come on, AJ. Remember where you are and what conference Aggies play in the competition. Only so many spots for All-American have to be realistic or you are going to be disappointed. Tompkins is amazing. First team Mountain West Conference? Yes. All-American? Question mark. And I just think it's the numbers that he's putting up and the consistency that I'm seeing out of him. And, and he's right, though. I mean, you, and I'm not saying he should be a first or second team, third team All-American. I'm not saying that by any means of the stretch. but He could be an honorable mention. I, but even an honorable mention. Just like you got the Alabama kids, the Georgia's got some great receivers. Uh, Cincinnati's got a really good one as well. You know, those guys are probably going to be up there in, in that first, second, third team conversation. But uh, the consistency that I see from Devin this year so far, and he's going to have to keep pace with that. But, uh, man. It's, it's crazy not to think about it and just maybe wonder if he probably should be on that list or considered to be. Hey, uh, breaking news, John Canzano reporting is the first, there seems to be reporting the, the definitive news that Nick Rolovich has been terminated 
by oh, Washington geez. State, according to a university uh, source. He was terminated for cause, along with other unvaccinated Washington State assistants. Oh, my gosh. So it means they don't have to pay him to... Uh, the, you don't have to pay him a buyout. Of his buyout. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have to pay him a buyout. That. That's a, wow. Uh, Washington State plays BYU this week. BYU by 30? <laughs> BYU's going to have a route. 9463. Tompkins had a top five performance in the nation four weeks out of the six. It's a good point. It's hard not to argue with that. It's a good point. <laughs> Man, uh, okay. So, and I and I saw that the players, or excuse me, the oh yeah, the players were meeting with the athletic director, and those were the only. It was the players and the athletic director, and that was it. They were going to have a meeting only in person, and that must have man. The Utah State Aggies got Washington State's head coach fired. Sorry, joke. Sorry, yeah, didn't that quite. didn't land well? Um, wow. And this is on – it's on Rolovich. You knew the rules. They they gave you so much time and so many chances. And But not only that, does he lose his job? He doesn't get a penny out of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's walking out of there without a paycheck. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, yeah, breaking news. Washington State uh, canning Nick Rolovich. Because he refused to get vaccinated. Hey, and then Applied again, for an exemption. It was denied and uh, kept coaching. That was That's really too bad. Washington State was turning a corner. Yeah. They were playing some pretty good football. Beat Stanford this past weekend. But look, they, they doused him after the game. It's almost like they knew that, hey, we got to win one last game for coach and uh, go out there and get the win. Because he's not going to be here with us anymore. Yep. Hey, another reporter putting out again uh, after uh, Pete of uh, Yahari Sports said that six schools expected to send applications. Now Chris Vanini is also saying that they're expected and looking, and it looks like they will add the following. Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, UTSA. They are completely raiding Conference USA. Dude, who does Conference USA go after, Eric? No wonder they wanted to try to merge. They just got... This has got raided. Got pilfered. Eric, does Conference USA exist after this? Yeah. I mean, they might try to. Oh, dude, they're done. Take some for from it. the Sun Belt, but. Or try to elevate some teams into the. Temple's got to get out of there. Temple's got to get out of. They got to go find somewhere to play basketball at, or else their, their program's going to get. Their football program's already going to be killed off. But their basketball program's going to be hurting, too, if they don't get something fixed and fixed quickly. Uh. Oh, boy. Wow. By the way, uh, it was a state deadline in Washington for yeah. all state employees to be vaccinated. Did you see the two uh, videos so, of police officers being let go? there were some go. police officers, that's true. And they videoed it, other, signing off. Uh, state employees had to get canned today. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, boy. All right, uh, when we come back, we need to go through with the rest of the weekend for the Mountain West, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. There have been some fun games. Well, this is a great been, playoffs. Yeah, there has been a fun couple of games, and they've both occurred in uh, Atlanta, and I think we need to focus on that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. 
With fuel prices soaring, did you know you can save money by keeping your car in shape? Hi, this is Tyler from Discount Tire and Automotive. And this is Josh at Discount Tire in Providence. We would like to help you save a little money at the gas pump. National studies have shown you can increase your fuel savings by 6% just by keeping your tires properly inflated. And by another 10% by changing your air filter. That's 16% in fuel savings without hardly any effort at all. We'll make it even easier for you. That's right, Josh. Just bring your vehicle to one of our three Valley locations and we'll adjust your tire pressure and check your air filter for free. No charge to help you save up to 16% at the gas pump. And be sure to ask us about other ways to increase your gas mileage and save money at the pump. Ask about our guaranteed lowest prices on our energy-efficient Michelin or BFG tires. That's at Discount Tire and Automotive, Logan, Smithfield, and Providence. Discount, Discount Tire, where, where our people make, make the difference. difference. Discount Tire, so much more than a tire store. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Johnson ready to deal. Offering to Rosario. Line drive. That is through. It gets through. Here comes Dansby. Lightning strikes twice. And the Braves walk it off. This is unbelievable. And the Braves win it, and they go up 2-0 in the series. Hey, they've Ah. been making it happen. Give them credit. You know, when you are a clutch baseball team like the Braves are, or like the Patriots are, well, were, like the Aggies are, you get used to this kind of stuff. It's a clutch team. You get used to this kind of stuff? It's a clutch gene, man. It was a fun Sunday night. Look, it was a yeah. back and forth baseball game. Great. And then I game. flipped over to see the Sunday night football game, and this is how it ended. Koontz is ready. Snap is down. Buzz. Kick is good. And this game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, it wasn't Demona Lisa, but it certainly is their second win in a row. And they head to the bye at three and three. TJ Watt was fantastic. Refs almost cost him that game, too. Yes, that that <laughs> review. I understand oh, why that Pittsburgh sideline was hot. I mean, in the end, they still win. But, uh, yeah, if they wouldn't have won, wow. the holy smokes, there would have been some pitchforks and fire sticks coming out. Uh, quickly, what a uh, quick run-through of the Mountain West over the weekend. It started Friday night. San Diego State and San Jose Boring game. Oh, regulation. Not for the Mountain West Conference. And then it got exciting in overtime. 
Uh, San Diego State wins it in double OT, 19-13 on the road at San Jose. Spartans are now 1-2 in conference play. San Diego State undefeated. Uh, Fresno State beat up on Wyoming, 17 to nothing in Laramie. Uh, Colorado State beat up on New Mexico, only allowed, what did I say, 76 yards of total offense. So that Colorado State defense, for real. They did kick uh, five field goals, the Rams did, as part of their scoring. Uh, Air Force on the road at Boise State, picking up the win, 24-17. Boise made a lot of mental errors in that one. They had a goal line stand. They called timeout. They bring guys back in after the timeout. Only had 10 guys on the field and couldn't execute and get it across the goal line. So they made some real mental errors in that game. Coach uh, Avalos calling out his players for being late to meetings. Oh, man. Yeah, did you see that There's some real controversy in what's going on in Boise. Yeah, Uh, that's not good at all. One of their worst starts they've had in 20 years. Yeah, and 25 dude, years. they're on. If they lose it, and they'll lose a couple more because Nevada, I think, is going to get them. San Diego State's going to get them. I think Fresno gets them. They may not make a bowl game this year, Eric. Boise State, three and four overall, one and two in conference oh, play. Boy, and then that's on not late good. night in Reno, Nevada beating <laughs> Hawaii 34 to 17. That game was close to the first half, and then uh, UNR pulled a, pulled away in the second half. Yeah. I didn't didn't expect but anything they, less they, than that. Hawaii had some quarterback issues, uh, and uh, Nevada took advantage of that. Hey, really quickly in top twenty-five action, Purdue. How about Purdue beating Iowa twenty-four-seven, oh, just dude. smacking them around, just domination. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, uh, they win fifty-six twenty-one over UCF. Oklahoma dominates TCU. Alabama all over uh, Mississippi State. Michigan State only wins by five, but they get the win nonetheless over Indiana. And then Oklahoma State, 32-24 winners over Texas. Boy, uh, Steve Sarkeesian needs to put it together and do it so quickly. It's like a yo-yo with that team. I don't get They'll have him. one week where they're fantastic and yeah. another where they just really struggle. Speaking of which, how about yo-yos? Auburn beats Arkansas by 15-38-23. I don't get that at all. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. And then Utah, one of the really good feel-good stories in the, in the country. They lose a player due to another tragic death. They come out and they... A quarterback uh, they, quits on the team. Yep, and now... and they. They turn around, they get a couple of big wins at USC and then beat Arizona State by 14-35-21. They, they, their biggest, toughest game now is Oregon at home in November. They get by that one. Eric, they could be in the Rose Bowl in January. That would be something pretty cool for uh, Coach Whittingham. Absolutely. Uh, actually, this kind of segues into our pick six. We need to do the results for that. Actually, a quick timeout uh, right now, and then we'll give the Can results. Can you just tell me if I won or lost? Because like you did last week, that was great. Okay, so the final results were... Adams Wealth Advisors is the gold winner for financial planning in the Best of Northern Utah competition. Thank you for your vote. Putting clients first under any circumstance will bring peace of mind when working with Adams Wealth Advisors. This is Craig Adams. At Adams Wealth Advisors, we are here to help you receive peace of mind whether you've done a lot of planning or a little planning. Count on our team at Adams Wealth Advisors for honesty, professionalism, and integrity. Visit AdamsWealthAdvisors.com or call 752-1702 to schedule a time with an advisor today. Please see AdamsWealthAdvisors.com for more information on these recent awards. Used tires only $25. Express Auto and Tire is selling every size, every name brand, and every snow tire for only $25. Looking for something a bit newer? Express Auto and Tire can save you hundreds on new name brand tires. Expect the same name brands, only hundreds less. $25 used tires or new tires saving you hundreds. Stop at Express Auto and Tire for every option on every tire. Visit Express Auto at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park.
This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. So, sounds like we got cut off there as we are going through our results. Yeah, uh, let me ask you again, Eric, uh, and this time answer the question. Okay. Uh, just tell me who won. Did I win or lose? Okay, Sam Merrill points at Chicago. No! Lime set at 10.5. He only had three. We both took the over. Uh, USU passing yards. <laughs> I was a little aggressive here. I put the line at 375.5. Did you set the over, too? And I took the over. <laughs> <laughs> the actual was 298, so you got that one right. You took the under. Uh, Baltimore Baltimore over the Chargers uh, by 3.5. You took the over, I took the under. Chargers won, didn't they? It was they? Baltimore by 28. Oh, never mind. 34 to 6. Uh, so right now you've got two. I got zero. Uh, home runs between the Astros and the Red Sox in game one. There were four home runs. I said four and a half, though. You said four and a half. I took the under, you took the yeah. over. Uh, Georgia over Kentucky. You set the line at 21 and a half. And it was Georgia 30, Kentucky 13, so it was actually 17. <laughs> I took the under on that one. So it's 2-2. Two to two. Comes out of this one, Texas Tech Shoot, at Kansas. I lost. 41-14 to 14 was the final Gosh. score. The line was set to be 17.5. We both took the under. Oh, so we tied? So we tied. So it comes down to the tiebreaker. Oh, but I lost the tiebreaker, though. Here's a tiebreaker. Which oh. team was more likely to get the upset? Air Force? Or Wyoming, which team Fetch. was more likely to win? You said Air Force. Air Force beat Boise twenty-four to seventeen, but Wyoming lost to Fresno seventeen to zero. So, I won the tiebreaker. Man, I was so excited to have a soda too. I was excited to have you get excited to have a soda. I hate you, dude. Such bull crap. What are you reading? What do you got? Uh, I'm just more reports about Nick Rolovich. Isn't that crazy? Hey, by the way, 8968, when did we ever think that Boise State would be near the bottom of the league? Been a while for me. It's been a while. Been a while, and I didn't think it would be this year either. No. I thought Avalos was a good hire. I Dude, thought they were a good good team with a lot of good players coming back. Swings the door wide open for Utah State, doesn't it? Wyoming loses. And so now Aggies catch a little bit of a breathing room there. Aggies have the tiebreaker against Air Force. Yep, and they have well, and I guess now Boise State might lose again. They might have it again as well. Well, Boise has two losses. Oh, that's so true. So right now the Aggies are ahead of Boise in the standings. Oh, jeez. This is where crap hits the fan usually, so let's hope we can keep it there. Um, Mount West Championship, by the way, would be on December 4th at 1 on Fox, I believe. It's on Fox. One in the afternoon. Uh, Major League Baseball tonight. Astros and Red Sox series tied 1-1. Boston is favored tonight. It's in Boston. Uh, but look, both both series have been fun. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, they've been relatively close. All of them have been. Um, and th- just there's been some fun baseball. It's just been great. I love October baseball all the time. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, we were on the plane, and I found the Braves had won. And I was kind of a jerk to Doug Hoffman. I was like, oh, really, really loudly on the plane. Doug, I missed the game tonight. Uh, who won the Dodgers-Braves game? Just silence. Doug. Doug, did you hear me? Who <laughs> won he, the game? Is he a big Dodgers guy? Oh, dude, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, I didn't know finally that. someone, I don't know who it was, but someone told me to shut up. I'm one of those guys on the plane. <laughs> those guys. <laughs> hey, dude, how about Baylor smacking around BYU 38-24? BYU did not look good. Nope. I think that's their last hard game of the year. Everything else I think is a cakewalk. Uh, by the way, tonight in the Monday Night Football on ESPN, Bills and Titans, uh, Buffalo is favored by six. Will it be that close? <sighs> I don't know. I think well, it Mike could Rabel's be. got a good D. Yeah, it's true. If anything, it's their defense going to hold them on. Can they slow down Derrick Henry? That's the issue. Yeah, that's the question too. Hey, uh, big thanks to John Oglesby for joining us in the first hour, making sense of UHSAA RPI rankings and playoff pairings. If you missed it, uh, go find our uh, podcast on our website. If you're looking for podcasts of our post-game Aggie call for uh, these uh, Aggie football games. You can find those on kvnutalk.com. You can find everything else on cashvalleydaily.com. That's right. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.